Appreciate the Lord. Magnify his name. Magnify his name. My God, Yes, Lord, my God, my God, this is My God, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Begin to speak in the language of the spirit. Begin to speak in the language of the spirit. Saturate the atmosphere with his presence. Saturate the atmosphere with his presence. By the reason of your tongues. By the reason of your tongues. By the reason of your tongues. Let that 
Sidibrakatuva, Matisse, Le Parada Baham, E Palopa Lopa Palopa, Zika de Grenkete, Zekede Brakaduska, Le Paranda, Le Parada, Zadongedeka, Le Pele Palana, Le Paradoska, Mate Kataba, Le Braskata, My God, Le Paranda Bagadaba, Scatada Branda Bada Brandaba, Le Parada Bada Branda Badaba, Le Parada Bagadaba, Scatada Baha, Le Panda Kadaba, Le Paranda Badaba. Liparada Maha, Zado Shasa, Liparada Kama, Ipanda Kadabanapa, Leparanda Bagadaba, Leparada Moska, Epanda Baduse, Leparados Kadabraska, Dufa di Granda Veha, Liparada Sidika, Matika Divosa, Mateka Teva, my God, Leparada Mosha, Ipanabraka, somebody pray her, 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 Lepeleha, Prescata, Yanta Kadaba, Leparados, Yadados, Iprescata, Lepalos, Leparadabeca, La Paranda Manabos, Liparanda Baha, Bado de Leparadaba, Skedeva, my God, Liparadabanaba, Yatumbado Bandobo Dobodova, Lipando Bodobosha, Ekatatanabraka, somebody shouts, thank you, Jesus. Shout thank you, Jesus. My God, my God. Li parada Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father Lord, we thank you for a wonderful night such as this. The day three of the shepherd's camp. Oh God, take over. Take charge in the mighty name of Jesus. Speak for me, speak through me, and speak to the hearts of your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout Amen. Your rank in the kingdom of God. Your rank in the kingdom of God. Hmm. I know that so many people are not here. But I cannot wait for anybody. Listen. We live in a world today that everybody wants to be at the top. These days, everybody wants to be at the top. 
everybody wants to have the best possible position some way somehow everybody must be placed in the most suitable position and how do we get to the, to the best places how do we put people in their most suitable places how do we do that Everybody wants to be at the top. Everybody wants a position. Everybody wants the best place. How do we put people in the right places? How do we do it? Listen, the ideology of rankings in this world is like a pyramid. The higher you go up, the fewer people are there. And those with lower ranks will have to serve those above them. Those who are under, those who are below, have to serve those who are above. Until you come to the apex. Before you get to the top, you have to serve those above you and those below you will have to serve you. There are rankings in every kingdom, whether you like it or not. Everybody, everybody, everybody has a rank. Even the person who accepted Jesus today has a rank. Even the person who just accepted Jesus this minute has a rank. The person who has been serving Jesus for three years has a rank. The person who has been serving Jesus for 14 years has a rank. Everybody in the kingdom of God has a rank. But the question is, how do you know the rank that you are in and how can you determine the rank you are in? How can you be sure that that rank suits you? How can we be sure that you are, you are fitting for this position? How can we tell? Those who are under will have to serve those who are above. Until you come to the apex and there stands someone who has to do no service. He who is in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He who all the inhabitants of the earth shall serve and worship. He who is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. For all things were made by him and through him and without him was not anything made that was made up he who is jesus christ he who is the greatest of all he who is the root and the descendant of david his name is the bright morning star the son of righteousness who who has arisen up with healing in his wings he who god has highly exalted and given him the name which is above every other name his name is jesus christ at the top of the rankings is someone who has to serve nobody. He's Jesus Christ. The Bible said he's the firstborn of all creation. The highest rank in the realm of the spirit in the kingdom of God is the rank of Jesus Christ. It is the highest there is. 
the rank of Jesus Christ. The rank of Jesus Christ. There are spiritual laws that govern your rank and position in the kingdom of God. I am going to break down some of these laws that we stand on to choose your position or to give you your rank in the kingdom of God. The first law, these laws are called the laws of placement. You need the laws of placement to determine your rank in the kingdom of God. Where do you belong in the ministry? Where do you belong in the kingdom of God? Which position best fits you? These things are determined by the laws of placement. And I have a prayer that by the time we are through, you will come to a place where you will know where your rank is, and you will come to accept which place is your position and which place is your is your rank in the kingdom of God. I pray by the time we are through tonight, you will know your rank in the kingdom of God, and you will yearn to upgrade your rank. You will not settle in your rank. You will not stay in your rank but you will be purposeful and determined to grow your rank into higher ranks until you get to the rank of Jesus you are not there yet until you get to the position of Jesus you are not there yet until you get to the highest rank there is you are not there yet my God I wish I was preaching to people who are willing to upgrade their ranks but will not be content with their place will not settle up with their place up but are willing to upgrade the loss of placement determines your rank in the kingdom of God the first law number one right the law of spiritual intimacy the law of spiritual intimacy the law of spiritual intimacy Numbers chapter 16 verse 9 Numbers chapter 16 verse 9 Is it a small thing to you That the God of Israel Has separated you from the congregation of Israel To bring you near to himself To do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord And to stand before the congregation To serve them Do you think it's a small thing that the Lord God of Israel has separated you and has chosen you to enroll as a shepherd in this ministry. Do you think it's a small thing? That God himself has brought you near to himself to do the work of the tabernacle and to stand before the congregation to serve them. It is not a small thing. 
It is not a small thing. It is not a small thing. Many of you take a lot of things for granted. You are taking your callings for granted. You are taking your anointings for granted. You are taking your gifts for, for granted. Do you think it is a small thing? The Bible is asking you that. Do you think that this is a small thing? Mary, do you think this is a small thing? King, do you think this is a small thing? Nanesi. Do you think this is a small thing? Great Sam, for the Lord to appoint you and to choose you for you to enroll as part of the shepherds. Adley, do you think this is a small thing? The Lord is asking. You do not understand the position you have been called into. You do not understand the rankings you have been called into. You do not understand the office you have been called into. And that is why you take it for granted. That is why you act anyhow. That is why you speak anyhow. That is why you walk around anyhow. That is how you, that is why you be you 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 behave anyhow. The Lord is asking, do you think this is a small thing? For God to draw you unto Himself, for the Lord to bring you near to Himself, that is not a trivial thing, that is not a small thing. For God Himself to bring you near to Himself, I pray that you will accept your calling, I pray you will accept the responsibility. That come with your calling up. I pray that you walk worthy of your calling up. I pray you will develop the character of a good assistant. I pray that you will be able to stand before the people, the congregation of Yeshua, and serve them. I pray that you will do the work of the tabernacle of God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You can do better than you are doing. You can serve better than you are doing. You can pray more than you are praying. You can fast more than you are fasting. You can do more. Push yourself. Go further. It is not a small thing that the Lord has called you into this position. It is not a small thing that the Lord has called you into this place for God Himself to draw you near to Himself. Come on. Listen. Is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation, separated you from the other members, separated you from the rest, separated you from the ordinary, and has drawn you closer to Himself? Do you think it is a small thing? What do you have to do? Second mm. Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen to eighteen. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? 
What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Do not forget, I'm, sp- I'm still speaking under the theme, the law of spiritual intimacy. That is the first law that determines your rank in the kingdom of God. Spiritual intimacy. The law of spiritual intimacy. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Why are you in the company of lawless people? And what communion has light with darkness? Why are you in the dark? Why do you spend the time, your time in the dark? When I talk about the dark, I'm not talking about night time. I am talking about things that you do that go against the will of God. Anything outside the will of God is darkness. Because only God and God alone is light. Anything else that you do outside the will of God is darkness. What communion has light with darkness? Why are you in the dark? Why are you spending your days in the dark? Why are you spending your nights in the dark? Why are you spending your time in the dark? What are you doing? Verse 15. And what accord has Christ with Belial? Are you for Jesus or you are for the devil? Are you for Jesus or you are for the adversary? Are you for Jesus or you are for the enemy? Are you part of the light or you are in the dark? You think it's a small thing that God has separated you from the congregation to bring you near to himself and yet you spend your days in darkness. Come on. We are here as ambassadors. That's all. What part has a believer with an unbeliever? Some of you, you are dating unbelievers. You are spending your time with unbelievers. I'm not talking about people you are working with. I'm talking about your friends, your so-called friends, unbelievers. The Bible is asking, what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Spending your time with unbelievers, having fun with unbelievers, chilling with unbelievers, you think it's a small thing that God himself has separated you from the congregation you think it's a small thing that is why you are spending time with unbelievers oh. verse 16 what agreement has the temple of God with idols every idol in your life must be abolished in the name of Jesus. Every idol. The very moment you enter into the temple of God, you must let go of all the idols, all the so-called temperaments that have become gods in your life. Attitude, behaviors that have become idols in your life. A lifestyle that has become idols in your life. For you are the temple of the living God. You are the temple of the living God. And you spend your time sleeping with men and women. You spend your time watching pornography. You spend your time all in the dark. You come out of the shrine of Belial. What are you doing there? Spiritual intimacy. You need to check these things. And God said... I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people if only you shall come.
come out from amongst them and be ye separate. If only you shall come out from amongst them. If only you shall come out from the darkness of anger, from the darkness of pain, from the darkness of bitterness, from the darkness of lustful passions and desires, from the darkness of evil, from the darkness of frustration, from the darkness of toil, from the darkness. If only you can come out from the darkness of anger, of pain, of bitterness, of lustful desires, that I will be your God. Spiritual intimacy. The reason your rank is still the, the same as five years ago is because you are still messing around with these things. Your rank in the kingdom of God. The first law, the law of spiritual intimacy. You are not intimate with the spirit. Come out from the temple of Belial. Come out from the company of unbelievers. Come out from the shrine of idols. What are you doing there? Why are you spending time with these people? Why are you working with these people? Why are you sleeping with these people? Why are you in a relationship with this person? Why? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, leap parados. And the Bible has one command do not touch what is unclean, do not touch what is not sanctified, do not touch what is not of God, do not touch anything that doesn't submit to the authority of God in your life. Do not touch why are you touching up, do not sleep up, why are you sleeping up, do not stand up, why are you standing up, do not touch anything that is unclean, do not touch this is a command it is a command it is a command do not touch come on be part of and he said if you will not touch anything that is unclean then i the lord i will receive you I will receive you. I will receive you regardless of your sins. I will receive you regardless of your flaws. I will receive you regardless of your mistakes. I will receive you regardless of your weaknesses. I will receive you if only you make it a point not to touch anything that is unclean. And how can this be if a man is not on fire? How can this be if a woman is not on fire? By the reason of the fire in your belly, you will be able to resist some of these passions. By the reason of this fire, you will be able to stand against some of these unclean things. By the reason of the fire, you will be able to come out of the darkness to come out of the darkness to come out of the darkness to come out from the darkness
darkness to come out from the temple of Belial to come out from the company of unbelievers to come out from the shrine of idols by the reason of the fire I pray for you that the fire of the Lord will dwell on the inside of your bones that it shall begin to control your movements it shall begin to regulate the things you are interested in it shall begin to lead you down the right path the fire of the Lord the fire of the Lord the fire of the Lord let it be on the inside of you deep down on the inside deep down in your bones the fire of God the fire of God the fire of God I wish I could get an amen and by the reason of your shout the fire is coming down on you by the reason of your shout the fire is coming to dwell on the inside of you by the reason of your shout the fire of the Lord shall stay on the inside of you and draw you to God that the law of spiritual intimacy might be fulfilled for you to draw closer to the Lord for you to draw closer to his spirit for you to get closer to the rank of Jesus Christ shout yes Am I preaching? Do not, touch, do not touch what is unclean. And I, the Lord, I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters. Do you wish to be a son of God? Then let God take over your being. He said, if you will decide not to touch what is unclean, then I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14 to 18. The most important place you can live is the place of the Spirit. The most important place you can stay in is the place of the spirit. The most important place you can spend your time in is the place of the spirit. The most important place that you can spend your time is the place of the spirit. Instead of going around begging for positions, going around begging people to promote you, just stay in the place of the spirit and the promotion will come up. Stay in the place of the spirit and that upgrade will come up. Stay in the place of the spirit and that update will come up. The promotion will locate you up because you dwell and under the secret place of the most high. My God, le and I pronounce over your life as you are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Let the riches of the secret places, the hidden riches of the secret place, locate you in the name of Jesus. Shout Amen. Come on, come on, come on, 
Little by little, kakra kakra. <laughs> Listen, I am going to give you seven laws of placement. The first law is the law of spiritual intimacy. The second law, is the law of those who came first. Listen, those hyphen who hyphen came hyphen first. One word, those who came first. Those does who does came does first. The law of those who came first. The law of those who came first. One word. Those who came first. One word. Are we together? John chapter 1, verse 30. John John the Baptist said This is the one I told you about After me comes a man Who has a higher rank Than I Mm -hmm. Okay So did John say Higher rank I don't know Did John just say higher rank Okay so are there ranks In the kingdom of God I am asking did John the Baptist just say There comes a man After me Who has a higher rank than I Okay So there are ranks in the kingdom of God Oh I didn't know I thought we were all Christians I thought we were all believers I thought we were all followers of Christ Oh okay So there are higher ranks Oh I see John the Baptist says 
this is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who has a higher rank than I. He has done. While he was here. So if that's not what we are doing. Really? So some men have higher ranks. Some women have higher ranks. Oh, I didn't know that. It's good to go and sit down, rethink these things. And why does this man have a higher rank? I wonder. Whenever you are reading the Bible and you see for beginning in a sentence or after, usually after a comma, the word for means because follow carefully when you are reading the bible and you see the word for beginning a statement or coming after a comma the word for means because so he said after me comes a man in john chapter 1 verse 30 who has a higher rank than i for because he existed before me wow so the only reason the man has a higher rank is because he existed before me the only reason that man has a higher rank is because he came before me the only reason that man has a higher rank is because he came before me John 6 After me comes a man Called Jesus Who has a higher rank than I And the only reason Jesus has a higher rank Is not because he is God But it is because He existed before me Follow That is the law of those who came first It is not about who has the higher age. It is not about who is taller. It is not about who is more beautiful. But it is about who existed before you. Who came before you. Who started it before you. Who entered it before you. Who saw Jesus before you. Who heard the message of salvation before you. Who was transformed before you. The law of those who came first. Am I preaching? It is not even because Jesus is God. No. It is because Jesus existed before John the Baptist. This law teaches that those who come first are senior to those who come later. If you are 47 years old and you join the ministry today, right? The person who joined the ministry two years ago even if the person is 14 years old has a higher rank than you (laughs) why because the person entered the ministry or existed in the ministry before you so as far as this ministry is concerned the person has a higher rank than you follow carefully Even though you are older than the person The person entered into the kingdom of God Before you did And so the person has a higher rank than you Do 
Now, after Judas betrayed Jesus and committed suicide, the 11 remaining disciples decided to replace Judas with a new 12th disciple, apostle. Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, let me explain Judas has now betrayed Jesus and he has committed suicide so the apostles are down by one man but they needed another man to take his office and so this was the requirement of that man they were looking for a man who had stayed with them all the days throughout the life of Jesus Christ are we together they were not looking for an anointed man they were not looking for a spiritually mature man they were not looking for a powerful man they were not looking for a gifted man they were looking for a man who existed before the rest Therefore of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. So what they were saying was, okay verse 22, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us. So the requirement was that the man had to have had or or had to have been with them the entire time of Jesus' ministry from his baptism to his ministry to his betrayal to his death to his resurrection and then finally his ascension God bless you they were looking for a man who had been with them since the baptism of Jesus to the ministry to his betrayal, to his death, to his resurrection, and finally his ascension. They were looking for a man who had as existed before the rest. <laughs> they were not looking for a man who only came on the day of Pentecost. They were not looking for a man who only came on the day of resurrection they were not looking for a man who only came when the ministry broke through but they are looking for a man who had been with them since the beginning through to the troubles through to the trials through to the ascension through to the place of glory the law of those who came first follow in this ministry in the kingdom of god who came first matters to god who came first matters to god who came first matters to god but remember there are seven laws there are seven laws so we do not only use one law or apply one law there are times that you are the one who came first but because you are not spiritually intimate that is you are abusing the first law of placement the lord will overlook you are you getting it do you understand 
even though you came first because you are not spiritually intimate the lord will overlook you and choose someone else even though you came first so some of these laws are higher than the rest some are higher than some so please do not just get attached to the fact that you came first don't get attached to the fact that you knew me first don't get attached to the fact that you became born again first even though you became born again first if you choose to abuse the law of spiritual intimacy even god himself will overlook you the third law of placement is called the law of personal preference the law of personal preference the law of personal preference take me to Mark chapter 3 verse 13 your prophet is speaking in tongues and you are just watching him your prophet is praying and you are just watching him your prophet is communing with the spirit and you are just watching him when you see your man of God praying begin to pray you do not know what he is seeing you do not know what he is hearing when you see your man of God praying you better start praying you better start praying you better start praying Shout Jesus three times. personal preference is the third law the third law of placement the third law that determines what your rank will be in the kingdom of God and when I say the kingdom of God I am not just referring to the spiritual kingdom that is unseen I am also referring to the positions in the church I am referring to the places in the church I am talking about the heavenly places in the places of worship in the places of prayer in the places of the move of the spirit because this place is the kingdom of God if you as a human being is the temple of God then it means that when we gather the place of gathering becomes the kingdom of God are you following when I'm talking about the kingdom of God I'm not just referring to when you go to heaven no I'm talking about here on earth but it is the same law that applies in heaven so it's like this message it's like a two a double-edged sword 
One side cast through the church, the other side cast through heaven. These laws are the same everywhere. So follow carefully. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. I read, And Jesus went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. Uh-huh. God bless you. Jesus went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. That is what we call personal preference. Jesus said, I want these ones to be my apostles, to be my disciples. That is it. It is called the law of personal preference. If you think it is unfair, I am sorry for you. We are not living in a fair world. We are living in a world that is governed by principles, that is governed by laws. You better conform to the laws. I know you can pray. I know you are a healer. I know you have the gift of prophecy. I know you have the gift of creative miracles. That is not what matters. Jesus said, These are the ones that I I want to be my disciples. It is called the law of personal preference. There is nothing you can do about it. Jesus did it. And the Bible said, Jesus was without sin. He was tempted in every way. And he was without sin. He was without flaws. Jesus. The law of personal preference. Acts chapter 16 verse 1. Then Paul came to Deb and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy. The son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Verse 3. Acts chapter 16. Verse 1 to 3. Verse 3 says, Paul wanted to have him go on with him. Paul wanted personal preference. Paul said, or let me say, the Bible said, Paul wanted Timothy to be a part of his team. That is how it is. It is called the law of personal preference. You see, sometimes eh, the law of those who came first seems like it is the least of all the laws. No matter how old you have stayed there, no matter how long you have been there, when it comes to the law of personal preference, there is nothing you can say. That is why I always say, it is better you bring yourself to a place where God can like you and God can love you. Listen, not everybody did God say that this person is a man after my own heart. But the Bible said, God said, David... Is a man after my own heart. Are we together? David is a man after my own heart because David brought himself to a place where God had to love him, whether he liked it or not. How many people did God say, This person is after my own heart? How many people? I don't know of anyone else. The only one I know of is David. You have to. 
put yourself in the position that God can love you. You have to put yourself in the position that your spiritual fathers can love you. You have to put yourself in the position that your leaders can love you. I am not talking about faking. I'm not saying be a fake. I'm not, I'm not saying start pretending. Be real. Be honest. Let your leaders love you. Let your man of God love you. Let your bosses love you. Let God love you. Because every human being needs the favor of both God and man. Having the favor of God alone is not enough. Because the Bible said even Jesus was favored amongst men and also had the favor of God. I'm telling you. If you are going to be a successful leader, if you are going to be a, a, a fruitful shepherd, then you need to understand that you must allow yourself for your spiritual father, for your spiritual leaders, for your bosses, for God to love you. Some of you do not have any relationship with your spiritual fathers, with your leaders. Listen, if you are going to stay in that same place, there is a high chance that you won't go far. Whether you like what I am telling you or not, listen, you must bring yourself to a place where your leader will love you. Okay, let me take you to Romans chapter 9, verse 12. Verse 12, Romans chapter 9, verse 12. It was said to Rebecca, The older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Esau is not even born yet But God is saying Jacob I have loved But Esau I have hated Is this fair? Think about it The Bible never said God is a fair God The Bible said God is a just God This world is not about being fair The place you are at Is not about being treated fairly Listen God is not a fair God He is a just God I am, I am telling you secrets of the kingdom. Esau has not been born yet. And yet God is saying, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Eee. You are crying because it's not fair. You are crying because they didn't treat you fairly. You are crying because, listen, forget about fair. This life will not give you what you deserve. This life will give you what you fight for. God will not give you what you deserve. God will give you what you fight for. The Bible said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of Kevin suffered violence. And only the violent, only he that fights will receive it. Only he that fights. Since the days of John the Baptist God will not give you what you deserve God will give you what you fight for Jacob I have loved But Esau I have hated Jump to verse 15 Jump to verse 15 The Bible said God said to Moses I will, I will have mercy On whomever I will have mercy And I will have compassion On whomever I will have compassion Yes, this is the law of personal preference. And even God himself, he does it. Hmm. So if, do, if you do not put yourself in a place where God can love you, he chooses to have mercy on whomever he wishes. He chooses to show compassion, compassion on whomever he, he wants. That is why Jesus said, I choose these ones as my disciples. 
these are the ones I want. It is called the law of personal preference. Build a solid relationship with your fathers. Build a solid relationship with your leaders. Build a solid relationship with God so that God can choose to have favor on you. Hmm. The law of personal preference surpasses the law of those who came first. Acts chapter 9 verse 10. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, he said, Here I am Lord. Here I am Lord. Verse 11. So the Lord said to him, Arise, Ananias, and go to the street called Straight, and inquire of the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. God bless you. Verse 12. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him. Are we together? This is when Saul was on his way to Damascus and God showed up and he became blind. The Bible said after Saul became blind, he went to a place around the street called Straight and he was praying. He was praying. And in a vision he saw a man of God called Ananias laying his hands on him. Follow carefully. My God, my God, my God, the Barada Buscara Bada 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 Busha, Le Parada Bada 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 Buscara Bada 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 Verse 14. Verse 13. And Ananias answered the Lord and said, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. God, this same Paul, I know the havoc he has done to the church. I know the sufferings he has brought to the church. I know the pain he has caused the church. I know the number of people he has killed. The number of brethren he has killed. And God, you expect me to go and pray for this man. Hey. Hmm. Verse 14. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. Verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles. Are we together? The same Paul who is killing people. The same Paul who is making havoc 
of the church. God said, he is a chosen vessel, even though Ananias was part of those who came first. God said, by the reason of the law of personal preference, I have chosen Paul as, as part of the favor. I have chosen Paul as part of those who are called. I have chosen Paul as part of those who are ordained that he might declare my name before the Gentiles. The law of personal preference. Nothing can beat it. Nothing can beat it. And listen, even the law of spiritual intimacy cannot beat the law of personal preference. It doesn't matter how much you pray. It doesn't matter the amount of seeds you sow. It doesn't matter how huge your tithe is. When God decides to personally choose somebody, there is nothing you and I can do about it. The only thing we can do is to submit to the choice of God. The only thing we can do is to submit to the will of God in humility. personal preference surpasses the law of spiritual intimacy surpasses the law of those who came first hmm. which number are we at which number No, not the verse, but the laws. The laws. Which number? Okay, so this is number four, right? The fourth law. The fourth law. Keep the fire burning, oh God. 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 Let Parados never quench our fire. Never quench our fire. Never quench our fire. Yes, Lord, my God. The Paradabadabosha. Let Tatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatat
To be militarized means to be equipped or supplied with soldiers or other military resources. Or to have or develop a military mindset or a military character. People, follow carefully. Understand that the work of the ministry is a militarized work. The work of ministry is a militarized work. To be militarized means to be equipped or supplied with soldiers or other military resources or to have military character or military mindset. Militarized work. What do I mean? Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. You therefore, you must endure hardship. Mm-hmm. You therefore, yes, greet them. Yes, Mary. Yes, Eugenia. The Lord said, you must. It is not a choice. So it is a must. You must endure hardship. Why must we endure hardship? King James says, you must endure hardness. King James says, you must endure hardness. You must endure hardship. Why must we endure hardship? It means that the word hardship will never be taken out of the work of the ministry. Why? Because the work of the ministry is a militarized work. It is hard. It is full of hardness. You must be hard. You must learn to endure hardship. If you cannot endure hardship, then you cannot do it. The Bible said, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Okay. So we are soldiers. We are soldiers. Do you understand? Militarized work is any work that involves soldiers or military resources or a military character or a military mindset. Because we are good soldiers of Jesus Christ. We are military men. <laughs> but I thank God that the Bible said we must endure hardship but not to accept hardship. The fact that you are supposed to endure hardship must not mean, does not mean you must accept hardship. No. The hardship will come but never accept it. The only thing you ought to do is to endure, but never accept it. You must endure, but never accept it. You must endure, but never accept it. Never accept hardship. Why? Because you are a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4 of 2 Timothy chapter 2. The Bible said, No one engaged in warfare... No one enlisted as a soldier of Christ, no one as part of the militarized work of Jesus is supposed to entangle himself with the affairs of this life. 
you must not entangle yourself with the affairs of this life when we talk about the affairs of this life we are talking about stuff that include events and activities relating to the government politics economy of any country of any region of any world you are not supposed to be entangled in such matters you, you are not supposed to be entangled in such affairs why because you are part of the militarized work of jesus christ you are a soldier you are not supposed to be entangled in the affairs of government politics levy, economy all of these things stay out of these things the bible didn't say do not discuss but the bible said do not be entangled to be entangled means to become twisted together with or caught up in you there are some people they are so twisted together with politics even though they are men of god they cannot they cannot preach without talking about politics they cannot share the word of god without bringing in some parties listen god has nothing to do with these parties god has nothing to do with the government god has nothing to do with the politics the affairs of this life the only thing we can do is to pray for change is to pray for the better is to be law abiding citizens but do not be entangled in these things that you can argue about politics you can argue about parties you can argue about governments you can argue about economies about trades listen stay out of these things because you are a good soldier of jesus christ some of you you love politics too much you are too entangled in the affairs of this life you would die for a party you would die for this party you would die for this president hey as a soldier of jesus christ instead of you to die for jesus you are dying for government instead of you to die for the kingdom of heaven you are dying for economy hmm. a good soldier does not entangle himself with the affairs of this life in this ministry you cannot determine where you will be placed you cannot determine where you will live which position you will be placed in there are no guarantees there are no securities anything is possible by the law of militarized work you can be placed at any place at any time think about it Beatrice never asked me for any position but I called her, I said, you are the head of the shepherds. After serving for a couple of years, I told her, leave that position and go and serve elsewhere. You see, militarized work, you must develop the mindset of a military man. Anything is possible at any time. Eugenia never asked to be my peer. I just called her. I said, I want you to be my peer. And she has served as a peer for years now. Listen, you can be changed at any time. You can be placed in a different position at any time. You can be assigned to a different assignment at any time. Anything is possible. The law of militarized work. Do not get comfortable. 
The fact that you are an assistant today doesn't mean you'll be forever. The fact that you are the one in charge of media doesn't mean you'll be forever. The fact that you are the one in charge of the shepherds doesn't mean you'll be forever. No. As a good soldier of Christ, you must develop the mindset of a military man. Anything is possible. Your position can be changed at any time. Your assignment can be changed at any time. Anything is possible. I'm telling you. Many of you know, seven months ago, I was living in Kumase. Just seven months ago, I was living in Kumase. The Lord spoke to me and said, move from here. Even though I have lived in Kumasi my whole life, the Lord said, move out of this place, pack your things, I have an assignment for you elsewhere. When I was leaving, some people were sad. Oh, prof, are you really leaving? Papa, are you going? I said, I am not going by choice. I am going because I am a good soldier of Jesus and I understand that this work is the militarized work and I need to develop the, the mindset of a military man and so I must follow the will of my master. I packed my things, I moved to Accra. When I came to Accra, I started working with Vodafone. The following day, the very day I go to Accra, the following day, less than 24 hours later, I had an employment with Vodafone. I worked with Vodafone and then my good works was being noticed by my bosses. They were making me a team lead gradually. Now they will convey all the information for the team to me to relay it to them. I was becoming a team lead. Gradually, I was becoming a team lead. Gradually, I was becoming a team lead in Vodafone. Three months later, whilst I, said, whilst I was working as a team lead, the Lord said, your job here is done. I want you to go back and focus on the ministry, sorry, ministry work. Can you imagine? God can just toss you like that. Yes, because he's our master. Move here, move there. It's okay, your position here has been taken. It's okay, go and do this. When I was in Kumase, I was the personal assistant of my spiritual father. I have served him for about three years as a personal assistant. And then just when I was about leaving, he said, he, the Lord has spoken to him to make me his associate pastor in Kumase. Just like that. I am being moved from the place of a personal assistant into the place of an associate pastor. But the Lord said, I don't want you to be an associate pastor. I want you to move to Accra and start doing I Stand With God Revival. Listen, militarized work. Your life is not your own. You don't decide. I want to be a this. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want this position. If you are like that, you will not go far in this ministry. Be ready. Be willing to do whatever task that will be assigned to you. That is how you go far. When you work in a militarized environment, expect changes at any time. When you are in the army, you can be sent to your death at any time. You are there, they will call you commander. Move your squad here. 
move your squad there. Northeast, what, 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 what? You move there, whether you like it or not, because an instruction has been given by a mere man. How much more God? Militarized work. You need to develop the mindset of a soldier, the mindset of a military man, the mindset of a military woman. You are too comfortable. A simple assignment that will be given to you, you cannot do it. Simple assignment, you cannot do it. Invite people, you cannot do it. Share flyers, you cannot do it. Post on the page, you cannot do it. Join services, you cannot do it. And yet you want to be, you want to have a higher rank in the kingdom of God. Hmm. Militarized work has no working hours. In your workplaces, some of you work from 9 to 5. Some of you work from 7.30 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. Some of you work in the night time. There are working hours with your, with your jobs that you have. But in, in the ministry, there are no working hours. That is why we can come live at 12 a.m. We can come live at 4 a.m. We can come live at 12 p.m. We can come live at 3 p.m. We can come live at 8 p.m. We can come live at 8 a.m. We can come live on weekdays. We can come live on weekends. There are no working hours. Any time is a working time. You are too comfortable. Yesterday, I was here with you guys. 8 p.m. to 9.30 I came back at 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. Working hours. There are no working hours in the, min- in the ministry. Because it is militarized work. There are no working hours. Oh, I've worked four hours already. I'm tired. Hmm. In the ministry, in the morning, you are working. At dawn, you are working. In the afternoon, you are working. In the evening, you are working. At night, you are working. At midnight, you are working. Every watch of the night, you are are working. Militarized work. You are too comfortable. My spiritual father can call me at 12 a.m. He can call me at 2 a.m. Son, I want you to design a flyer for the church. We have a program from this time to that time. At this place, at this, that and that and that. These are the guest ministers at 2 a.m. Some of you, when I message you, even though you, you call yourself a son, you call yourself a daughter, I, as a spiritual father, I will message you. You will not even reply my messages. Hey. What kind of son are you? What kind of daughter are you? Hmm. It's so strange. I'll message you. You will not reply. I can message people two days, three days, and yet I see them. I see them updating statuses. I see them posting on Facebook, and yet they will never reply my message until they are comfortable. Wow. Keep up with that good work. Keep it up. God is watching us all. Keep it up. What kind of leaders are these? What kind of shepherds are these? What kind of assistants are these? What kinds of media teams are these? That they are not serious. That they are not committed. That they are unwilling. That they, are, they do not have the mindset of soldiers. What kind of people are we working with? What kind of people are these? Unserious people. 
I'm not talking about strangers. I am talking about people here. I'm telling you, people who call themselves sons and daughters, I will call them, they will not answer my call and they will not bother returning the call so i call back another day what kind of son is this what kind of daughter is this i always tell elsie many people think that there is so much glory in the work of the ministry but i can tell you for a fact there is no honor in this ministry there is no respect in this ministry i always tell elsie people do not respect men of god forget what you see in public they do not respect men of god when they need help they are humble when they need your counsel they are humble when they need your prayer they are humble the very moment they are beneficiaries they are done with you they don't care about you they do not respect you they will not even bother returning your calls it is a fact i'm telling you i'm not a small boy I've been in this ministry for more than seven years. I'm not a small boy. I know what I'm talking about. I have worked with all kinds of people, disrespectful people, humble people, proud people, hypocrites. I've worked with all sorts of men and women. I'm telling you, there is no honor in this work. And if you are willing to be in it, then you need to develop the mindset of a soldier that you are unmovable and you are immovable, that nothing sh- nothing shakes you, nothing makes you wavering. You keep on moving on even when you are sick, you keep on pushing even when you don't have money, you keep on pushing even when they are not respecting your sacrifice. You keep on pushing because you have the mindset of a military man. I can spend my time I can spend four, five, seven hours. I can even spend two days building a flyer for my spiritual father. By the time you are done, he will, he will even tell you, it's not nice, I don't like it. I won't share. And he, will, he will just dump the flyer. After two days of hard work, after four hours of hard work, after seven hours of hard work, he will throw away the flyer like it is nothing. But every single time when he calls us, we are still on our feet. We are working because we have come to a place where we understand that this work is the militarized work. You complain too much. Everything hurts you. Everything makes you sad. Militarized work. The law of militarized work. People, you have no idea leaders today your leader will call you your leader will message you your leader will send you a message to do this and that you will even bother hey let's move on the law of removal the law of removal that is the next law of placement that determines your rank in the kingdom of god the law of removal revelation chapter 2 verses 2 to five revelation chapter 2 verse 2 to 5 i know your works the lord is speaking i know your labor i know your patience and that you cannot bear those who are evil i know all of these things i know all of these things i know I know your sacrifices. I know your hard work. 
I know your sacrifices. I know your investments. People took it upon themselves to spend their own transportation to be a part of the I Stand With God revival and did not take a penny from me. Other people also came and took money from me. But I appreciate those who did not take anything from me. The Lord is saying, I know your works. I know your hard work. I know your patience. That you cannot bear those who are evil. I know these things. All the sacrifices you sacrifice for prayer life. All the hard work. All the investments. I know. Your tithes, your offerings. I know. Your prayers, your support, your love. I know. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them liars. Verse 3. You have persevered. And you have patience. I have trained you well. Many of you have perseverance. Many of you have patience. The Lord is saying he knows. He has seen these things. Revelation chapter 2 verse 3. You have persevered. You have patience. I see these things. I know these things. The Lord is speaking. You have labored for my name's sake. And have not become weary. You are not tired of your sacrifices. You are not tired of your offerings. You are not tired of your tithes. You are not tired of your loyalty. You are not tired of your commitment. I know these things. The Lord is saying. I know. You follow me whenever I call on you. Whenever we have evangelism. I will call upon you. Whenever we have this. I will call upon you. Whenever we have that. I will call upon you. You are always there. I know these things. Verse 4 Nevertheless I have this against you I have this against you That you have left Your first love You have left your first love You have left Your first love You know your first love The first passion The initial passion The initial love that you had for the work The initial commitment That you had for the work The initial loyalty that you had for the work The Lord is saying You have left your first love These days I will give you assignments And you do it complaining You do it complaining You do it murmuring You are always talking behind my back This man is worrisome This man is disturbing me This man is Taking too much of my time. The Lord is saying, You have left your first love. You have left your first love. You have left your first love. See the way you were committed. See the way you were showing love. See the way you were showing commitment. You have left it. Even though you keep on doing the work, you do not do it in love. You do not do it because you want to. You do it because you think you have to. People, come on. You are not the only one who has been hurt before. You are not the only one who has been abused before. You are not the only one who has been overlooked before. You are not the only one who has been ignored before. The Lord is saying, you have left your first love. I have seen these things with my own eyes. People come, you give them positions and you see the love. They have for the job The love they have for the job The love Listen When you give someone a job The first three months That is not the real them The first three months That is not the real them 
the enthusiasm that they do that work with that is not the real them after three months you start seeing the real them they get tired of you they get tired of your instructions they get tired of your teachings they get tired of hearing your voice they do not join services anymore they are not part of anything anymore when you give it to them they will do it but they will do it complaining that lord said you have left your first love you you have left your first love remember therefore from where you have fallen remember begin to analyze your life and remember where you have fallen repent and do the first works go back to your first love and i will come to you quickly and remove you sorry else i will come to you quickly and remove you your your lampstand from its place that is the law of removal the law of removal the lord said if you do not go back to the enthusiasm you started this work with many of you who work with me i could see your enthusiasm when you started i could see your love when you started i could see your commitment when you started a couple of years later a couple of months later many of you have fallen short these days i watch you guys and i wonder are these the same guys that started with me wow the lord said i will come quickly if you do not repent and take away remove your lampstand from its place i will take you away from that position i will take you away from that rank i will take that duty away from you i always say this i wish i do not lose anybody In this ministry i do not lose any disciple i do not lose any shepherd i do not lose any leader that is my prayer but hear me when you find your way out the work will continue always understand when you find your way out the work will continue there are a lot of people that i considered I considered them family and a couple of years down the line people who stayed with me for five years five years later they left me and the work moved on better than than previously there were people who supported me like never before but when they left the work continued because as long as we have the holy spirit if we fall we will rise again if we lose people we will gain people again if we are shot we will be regained Hear me. Do not find your way out. I pray that you do not find your way out. I pray that you do not leave this covering. I pray that you do not leave this move of God. But I can tell you if you find your way out, the work will continue. Listen, let me tell you a quick story of my own mother my biological mother my mom told me many years ago even before i started ministering in the ministry he used to tell me that those days she was on the team of archbishop duncan williams 
and those days he was not an archbishop so they used to call him my mom used to call him duncan williams so my mom always said those days she was always part of them and whenever archbishop was going to preach she was on a team she was actually in the same car that is to tell you how close she was to the archbishop she was in the same car with the archbishop whenever he was going to preach many years ago decades ago when he started my mom was on the team and my mom said whenever they traveled for any program she was part of those who slept in his own house <laughs> my question is today where is Duncan Williams and today where is my mother should my mom meet the archbishop today the archbishop will not recognize who she is who is this woman who who are you i don't know you and yet she used to be very close to the archbishop she used to be part of his team today after she left where, where is she the work continued the work progressed the work continued do not think when you leave us you are going to bring the work to a halt no that will not happen when you leave us we will continue but one day you'll be telling the same story as my mother that i used to be part of his team but these days i'm sure he will not even recognize me when he sees me because i left him decades ago i pray that that will not be your testimony in the mighty name of jesus shout yes are we together this is the last law the seventh law the seventh law it's called the law of consumption the law of consumption ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 11 i'll be very brief on this law ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 11 when goods increase they increased who eat them or those who eat them the law of consumption ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 11 when goods increase they increase who or those who eat them what does this mean this law teaches that no matter where you are placed no matter the amount of money you earn there will always be things that will swallow up your earnings you see you think you are not able to save because you are only earning 500 cities i can tell you when you start earning thousand cities you will still not be able to save when you start earning two thousand cities you will still not be able to save the law of consumption the bible said when goods increase when good things come when money comes it also increases that money that has come increases those who spend it and the things that spend it the things that swallow that thing up the law of consumption you think 
if we had better gadgets then you'll be more responsible you'll be more connected you think if i were with you then you'll be more loyal you think if i were with you in person then you would have done your work well i'm telling you even if i come close to you it is the same thing that will continue it is called the law of consumption anybody who cannot save a part of a little will not be able to save a part of much are we together hear me now that we are still growing that you cannot give us your attention you cannot give us your energy you cannot give us your time listen when we get there you are still not going to be able to do it this is because of the law of consumption when we get there you are also going to get many things that will stand in your way you are going to get many things that will restrict you you are going to get many things that will not allow you to be a part of us You think you are here because you don't have a job. No. If you can make time for us, even though you do not have a job yet, you will still be able to make time for us after you are employed. After you receive a promotion, after you have a better opportunity, after you leave the country, you will still have time for us. I'm telling you, Beatrice has been with me for a long time. Paul has been with me for a long time. But I can't say the same for everybody. Many of you guys are new. Yeah. Many of you guys are new. But listen. If you can be a part of it. Now that you do not have much to do. When you have much to do, you can still be a part of it. It is an illusion. It is called the law of consumption. Those of you who are always making excuses because of your family, making excuses because of some people in your lives, making excuses because of your employment, making excuses because of your new position, listen. Even after that position is upgraded, even after that place is changed, even after you move out of that house, you are going to keep on giving excuses. That thing will never change. It is called the law of consumption. There will always be something consuming your time. There will always be something. I know people who are here and the only reason they are able to be here is is because they are shifting or how do I put it they are skipping their shifts yes they are skipping their shifts that is the only reason they are able to be here you you are only a student you you are only a student the only thing you do is to go for class and come back you that job you are in what are do you do that you do not have time when i was in vodafone i was still preaching every time and even on saturday sometimes me that i'm preaching to you i was still making time to come and preach you that you are coming to listen you are using your school your exams as an excuse your job 
as an excuse. Your marriage as an excuse. Okay. Keep it up. But when the day of evil comes, when the day of evil comes, it will be sad for all of us. I'm telling you, I have seen these things with my own eyes. People who pray to God for breakthroughs and the breakthrough will finally come and they find the way out. They leave. Because now they have received it. And then the day of evil begins to creep on them. And then then they begin to run back to the man of God. Oh man of God, please don't abandon me. Oh man of God, please can you make time for me? Oh man of God, please, I will have time for you when I'm free. And I can tell you, I don't have any free time. Do not forget that by the law of militarized work, the work of God has no working hours. So every time I am busy. I'm telling you. Every time I am busy. Today, we are only training about 17 shepherds. There is going to be a time you will be training 200 shepherds. There is going to be a time you will be training 2,000 shepherds. And it is going to be awesome. And I would not be able to do it alone. And I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your support. And now is the time to tell you. But when you find your way out, we are still going to do it. If you keep on making excuses, that time will come. That we will not have time for you anymore. That time will come. That we wouldn't care for you anymore. That time will come that you will not be under our covering anymore. I pray that will not be your story. I pray that will not be your situation. I pray that this will not be your testimony. Listen, I've shared with you seven laws of placement. These are the laws that determine your rank. In the kingdom of God, your rank in the ministry, your rank in the movement, your rank in prayer life, your rank in heaven. Hear me, people. Let he who has an ear hear what the Spirit saith to the church. God bless you so much. I pray. That you will listen to the word of God. I pray that you will learn from the word of God. I pray that you will give in and submit to the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you so much.